0: This episode is sponsored by Patricia Asp of Aspire. Does your company culture have what it takes to last? After the upheaval of the pandemic, many companies and organizations are struggling to adapt to new regulations, new workflows, and new workplace culture. After witnessing the dramatic weakening in the core values of great companies during mergers, acquisitions, and rapid growth, Patricia Asp, a forward board member and principal, launched Aspire an organization founded to preserve the goodness in companies by hardwiring culture for sustainability. If you're interested in conducting a culture sustainability assessment, go to patriciaasp.com/contact-us. Make 2023 the year your company soars. Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnston. When you hear the word influence, what do you immediately think of? Do you think of someone in your life who has helped or inspired you? Do you think of someone on social media with a massive following who's just about convinced you to purchase yet another water bottle because it's the it thing right now? Influence is a powerful tool. It's a powerful trait. And yet, it's not a power that is reserved for a select few. To anyone listening who is on this journey with Forward this year to become unstoppable as they follow God's plan for their life, it is important that you recognize the potential that influence has to catapult yourself, but also, and sometimes more importantly, those around you. This month, I'm joined by Tracy Newell. Tracy has built a highly successful career in sales and leadership working with companies like Juniper Networks, Webex, and Cisco Systems. She now serves on the boards of five high-growth software companies and is passionate about helping companies and the teams that power them to see and utilize their full potentials. As you will hear, the topic of influence and becoming a woman of influence is something that Tracy doesn't shy away from and is able to infuse this important conversation with insights that she has learned herself. Let's jump right into this month's conversation. Well, Tracy, welcome to the podcast. Um, My first question for you uh, is going to kind of cut right to the chase (laughs) a little bit, and it is, how would you define a woman of influence?
1: Yeah, I love that you're starting with that, Jordan, because let's be real, I, I, I don't think any of us want to say that we are a woman of influence. No. We tend to be kind of <laughs> humble. We, we want to hide behind the scenes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and the last thing that we'd want to do is say that, you know, we're a woman of influence. But, but again, in the spirit of keeping it real, just even think of the Bible and all of the amazing women that are called out in the Bible that had so much influence over the faith that we have today. I mean, talk about Ruth and Mary and Mary Magdalene. Uh, they were all women of influence that have had huge impact over the world for thousands of years. And so, you know, if you kind of back into influence, what does it really mean? And and it just, in my mind, it means being able to guide people, to inspire people, mm. to create better outcomes, and. And so if that's, if that's the definition, then uh, it means being a woman of influence is really, really important in making this world a better place.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and does being a woman of influence mean that you have to be this like very extroverted person, uh, you know, or be the center of attention?
1: So it's funny because I led a career in sales and marketing Mm -hmm. and in uh, working for tech firms. And so I always thought that I had to be an extrovert to influence people. And it wasn't until I was in a Myers-Briggs class and the the facilitator was this really outgoing, big personality. And he said, I'm an extrovert. Hmm. And I kind of stepped back, all of us did and said, no way, you're not an extrovert. And he goes, well, no, let's look at the definition of introvert, extrovert. An extrovert, you know, wants to be out. If you get invited to a party with a cool rock band with 200 people that you don't know, you want to be there because it's the place to be. An introvert may not want to go to that party. They may want to sit down with five of their closest friends uh, by the fire and and have a really intimate evening. And I would do the latter all day Mm -hmm. long, you know. So um, I don't think to be a woman of influence, to be anyone of influence, you have to be an extrovert. You have all kinds of ways that you can touch people uh, to help them and and to help each other.
0: You know, and this the question that kind of came to my mind when we were preparing for this, and I was really thinking through this topic was, you know, why does influence matter?
1: Gosh, well, it's it's the easiest way to help people to get to a better outcome uh, for their reasons, not theirs. I, mm. I mean, again, I, I'm going to go back to Jesus, to God. Uh, Jesus led a hundred percent through influence, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, we've been given free will. We get to make our own choices. And so how do you touch people's hearts to bring people together and to do something bigger and greater, uh, together? And to me, that's what influence really is all about. Mm. Um, we'll talk a bit about managing. Yeah. To me, that's completely different. Influencing is really how do you bring people together to get better outcomes?
0: Yeah. Well, and what does influence look like in, you know, the different, I guess, areas, we'll call it, of a woman's life? Because, you know, you, you have your work life, you have your personal life, and then you have your, you know, spiritual life. So, I mean, what does an, being an influence look like in each of those areas?
1: I actually think it's more similar than people probably think and yeah. that everyone is an influencer you know I mean you you can have huge influence at your church uh, in helping you know the church to reach more people or maybe to even be more impactful to the people that are already in the congregation uh, the same thing applies to the workplace you can have influence to really change your company's outcomes, uh, to make your company more successful, to make your customers more successful, uh, by bringing people together.
0: Mm. Now, I mean, you hearken to this at the beginning, um, being an influence kind of means potentially, you know, that you're, you're sticking your neck out a little bit. Uh, you, you're, you're standing away from the crowd. Um, so if a woman tries to be influential. How can she do that without being seen as, for lack of a better word, a brute <laughs> or, you know, somebody who's just very out there?
1: So it's so funny. I, I, I have the greatest story to your, that really alludes to your, your question. Yeah. Um, I joined a new company and there was an employee that was supposed to, she was on maternity leave and she was going to come back to work for me. And she said to her husband about a week before she was going to start, gosh, I don't know if I can actually work for this person. And her husband said, why not? And she said, because she's a woman. (laughs) 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 We're we're good friends now. And I laughed. I'm like, oh my gosh, what? We're supposed to be supporting each other. Uh, What did she mean by that? So I think there's two different extremes especially for women when it comes to influence and the one is what what the, the referencing the story the, the brute story that um, I just mentioned where sometimes women to move forward in the workplace especially in the workplace they think they have to be stronger than any man and and they become really tough in their employees I've seen the movie before the employees are terrified of them um, and there's just not a lot of heart in how they're leading. They're they're really just trying so hard to get ahead that they're they're losing hearts and minds. And and then then there's the other extreme of influence, where I've seen this too quite often, where women are afraid to speak up. You know, I get the question, how do I make my voice heard? You know, I, I I had an idea at the meeting and no one paid any attention to me. And someone else said the same thing later and said, That's a good idea, you know, and it was my idea. And you know, so I, I think the balance is in the middle mm-hmm. and, and, you know, in that, that latter example, uh, I've had that, certainly I've had that happen to me, you know, as an executive, as an individual contributor, and I would always call the people out, you know, in a nice friendly way. I think humor goes a long way, yeah. uh, and saying, Hey, I think I just said that three minutes ago, <laughs> you know, thank you very much. I agree. It's a good idea. You know, and you just yeah. kind of, you have to stand up for yourself, mm-hmm. but I think you can do it in a way, you know we're empathetic. Women are empathetic. We're multitaskers. We're great listeners. That gives us a huge advantage in in influencing people.
0: Yeah. Now, I mean, is it true maybe, or am I just imagining this, but if you kind of think about or take a step back and go, you know, hey, how am I being a good influence? Or am I being maybe too big of an influence? Is there kind of a barometer that you can on your own see? Like, oh, hey, people... <laughs> people maybe aren't listening. or they, they're a little afraid to work with me? Like, is that, is that like the best litmus test, I guess, to see like how good of an influence you're being, or is there maybe some other little like warning signs maybe (laughs) that you can look for?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I, for certain, I think you can tell by how people are approaching you. Uh, I think if you're doing a, a really strong job of getting the best out of people and listening to people, because, uh, then they'll tend to come to you often. And and that's probably part of your barometer that, hey, I'm, I'm doing a good job. Um, but I, I think you could ask yourself the question, are, are people that are not in my direct working group in the professional environment, are, are they coming to me? Is it only the people that know me that are coming to me? Well, then that probably means you're not influencing yeah. uh, your organization outside of just your own team's walls. And that's where influence can get even more powerful um, professionally. Um, I I think a really good exercise to do is to double-click and ask, you know, kind of your trusted inner circle. A lot of people will say you should have your own board of directors, you know, you should have three to five trusted people that will tell you the truth. And I, I use the example a lot of if you go to the restaurant and um, at the end of the meal, the waiter we'll say what, you know, how was everything? And, and Jordan, you're going to say it was, good. it was fine, right? It was good. Right? Yeah. It was good. <laughs> and, 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 but the, the, the reality to get feedback is you have to have, you have to ask more questions than that. So if the waiter said, okay, would you come back here every day for the next month? Then you're probably going to say, oh, no, I'm probably not going to do that. Well, why not? Well, maybe it was too expensive. Maybe the food wasn't that great. Maybe, maybe there isn't enough options that, that you want to come there often. Um, so as you think about building your inner circle, I I would encourage everybody pick three to five people that, you know, work, you know, are, are your, you know, your peers, maybe people that have worked for you, people that have worked, you know, been your managers and, and really encourage them. I really want to know, you know, am I doing, a great job at influencing? Am I doing a great job at leading? Give me three things that I should be working on to be better. And if you really want good feedback, people will tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it starts with trust and it, it starts with authenticity of really being clear on on what you, what you want to achieve with these folks.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, in, in my eyes, a good influential leader who's trying to be influential for the right reasons is going to make sure that they're actually being influential, (laughs) you know, so they're, they're going to check in correctly.
1: No, I I think that's true. Uh, But someone once told me, no one can manage your own career, but you. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and sometimes your manager or your, your manager's manager may not be that good at influence. And, and so that even represents a bigger opportunity to me because you can really be the up and coming star for that person and helping to connect different groups of people to solve real problems. Um, so, you know, I, I think absolutely include your manager, your manager's manager, as you're thinking about your career path, as you're, as you're you know, if it is your goal to do more within your organization. Um, but at the same time, own it yourself too. Don't wait for them. Uh, be really proactive because only you can manage your own career. Yeah.
0: Well, and so let's talk about managing. Um, and you talked about it a little bit earlier too. What is the difference between managing with influence versus just, you know, quote unquote, regular managing of a team?
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is a super important question because people, they confuse the two. Yeah. Uh, and I think we've all worked for many of those folks that they, they were the manager and they made sure you knew it. They gave you a hundred <laughs> things to do every day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I got to say, I, I've made mistakes early in my career on this, too. I, there was one time where I was leading a sales organization and had a, a pretty big revenue number. It was hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. At, it was at a time when the the I, I was working in government and um, the state of California had impeached the governor at the time. And mm-hmm. an uh, uh, order came through that no purchase order will come through that isn't approved by the CIO for more than $50,000. Mm. Um, and I thought, gosh, how's this going to work? And so, you know, I got really focused. You know, this is the strategy. These are the initiatives. This is the plan. And I got really into micromanaging at the same time. Mm. And, you know, yeah. lo and behold, I had a pretty good outcome considering where we were. Uh, the team had a pretty good outcome. But boy, you know, did I lose hearts and minds. Because, yeah. you know, this this idea of managing, it, it works for a while, but, you know, people do things for their reasons, not ours. Mm -hmm. And, and if they don't feel like they have the freedom to innovate and to drive change and to be part of the solution, you're going to lose folks. You're not going to get the, you're certainly not going to get the best out of folks. And so, you know, influencing is really understanding, um, What does each individual want to achieve? How does that align to what I want to achieve? Bringing everybody together where they're doing things for their reasons. And, uh, and, but we all work together because it is ultimately a common goal. And that's where the magic starts to happen because you get so much diversity in thought. And it just, once you get the flywheel going, you can't slow it down.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like feedback is a really, really big ingredient too in how, influential your influence is on on people.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I've learned um, Sam Walton was the CEO of Walmart and he he really built Walmart and he's got his 10 rules of leadership. And I'm going to paraphrase because this was quite a while ago when I heard him speak, but he he made the comment that more careers are ruined because their manager is afraid to give them honest feedback. Hmm. And I think that's so true. And so I, I really had to learn that skill because it's hard, you don't, you know, especially, you know, gosh, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And so, and yet, but not telling you the truth is absolutely not helpful to you. And so I, I think we, in whatever we're doing, I don't care if it's with your family, with it's, you know, it's in your church, it's in your your work environment, the more we can get really good at saying... Gosh, Tracy, you know, I, I feel like we're really doing well here, but I feel like we're not doing as well here. How do you feel about that? Like yeah. what could I do differently to help you? Is it, you know, are you still aligned to this goal and and really trying to get honest feedback from people about how you're doing and and also give them honest feedback about where you'd like to see them improve? I, I feel like that's on all of us. That's you know, we all want to get better as as we get older, I hope.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on it. Anyway, I'm trying. Aren't we all <laughs> now? Do you consider yourself a woman of influence? And if you do, when, when was the moment, you know, that you realized that you were?
1: <laughs> so the short answer is no. I mean, the imposter syndrome know, is right? alive well. <laughs> for certain. I, uh, another one of my favorite stories. I was, it's probably my early thirties. I was in a a job that I knew I, I wanted to get out of, I wanted to do, do something different. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I sat down with a mentor of mine and, um, and I said, Hey, uh, I don't, I want to make a change and I want to have more impact. And she literally started laughing at me and, 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 <laughs> And I, I was looking behind me like, what's so funny? You know, is someone behind me? And she goes, what does that mean? You want to have more impact? I, I don't know what that, do you want to be the head of janitorial services? You know, that's an important job. Yeah. Do you want to be the head of marketing? And I'm like, no, I don't know anything about that. Do you want to run global sales? And, and, uh, and I I was absolutely shocked at that. I, I was working for a really big company at the time. I, I how could I as a 30 year old run a big global company and, and she gave me some really good advice that I've never forgotten. And she said, um, "Would you do that?" What? She said, "Why don't you want to do those jobs?" And I said, "Gosh, I have little kids, and they're you know under five, and and I'm afraid to travel, and you know I, you know I had all these excuses in my head. It just seemed too big and too far away." She said, "Would you do it in ten or fifteen years when your kids are in high school or college?" And and I said, "Maybe." I hadn't really thought about that. And she goes, okay, so my advice to you is play the long game, mm-hmm. get enough experience now so that in 10 or 15 years, you can take that job if you want it. You don't have to take it. And that changed those, those words changed my career because I started to be more thoughtful and still living the life that I wanted from a family standpoint, but giving myself lots of different experiences so that I had those opportunities to move up when I was ready to do that on my own terms. And um, so, you know, that's a long answer to say, no, I, I, I don't consider myself a woman of influence. I'm still working on it. I am doing board work now, um, which I really love because it's helping companies to, to succeed. That's my goal in doing board work. Um, but there's just always so much more we can all be doing. That's, that's kind of the fun in life.
0: Thanks so much for joining me for the start of this month's conversation with Tracy. Come back in two weeks when we conclude our chat with Tracy and go over exactly how someone can influence others, what to do when imposter syndrome tries to sabotage your personal mission to be an influence, and why it's so important to include others in your life who will help keep you focused and genuine. For more information about today's episode, just go to forwardwomen.org podcast. That's the number 4 dot org slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Work, Love, Pray on your favorite listening platform and leave a review. Your review will help other people discover Work, Love, Pray, so your feedback is greatly appreciated. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for Real Talk Grounded in Truth.